awesome. I, I, I implore everyone to go to Square One. Square One has been a game changer for, for me. I learned about it, I think it was 2018, 19, um, uh, before, um, yeah, I, I, I was put onto it. I didn't know what the hell it was. I did a little research. Um, Sean was Sean uh, Sherman of Square One was kind enough. It was it was just crazy because I literally, literally learned about it one day that 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 morning, midday. I'm sending him an email. An hour later, he's messaging me back. Hey, I'm driving through Pittsburgh tomorrow. Can I stop by your place? Like, sure. Um, and so he came by, and what sold me was uh, I have little kids. I got three little kids, and anyone who has parents know that sometimes. You know, you have to sleep in their beds with them. You got to put them to bed. Or sometimes you just fall asleep if you're like me. You just Whether you want to sleep there or not, you just, fucking, you just fall asleep. And so I had this crick in my neck that I could not solve with stim, with all these other things that I had. I just couldn't solve. And Sean got me on the table and did his little assessment. And I'm not even joking. Seconds later of an intervention, crick was gone. And it's been gone. And that, that I was like, shit, okay, I got to learn that. Um, square one to me is a, uh, is a, is a compensation, uh, rebooter. So I think, I think it was Ryan Thompson or Dan Fichter that did a video where I think it was, I think it was Ryan where he put on like five sweaters and three different hats and all these pants. And he said, okay, these are all the layers of compensation that you have in your nervous system. Right, and then he just kept taking it off, and that's square one. I hope I hope that explains it. Right, so we're just trying to remove the layers of compensation that could cause this discomfort. Because yes, we do. We want to address the meat wagon, so to speak. With you know, okay, my knee hurts, or my my quad hurts, or my my shoulders tight. But it, it's it's the nervous system that governs that shit. And so, um, square one is an excellent system for addressing the nervous system to remove compensations to get you generally to, to, to do your daily tasks or whatever you want to do pain and compensation free. Uh, it's awesome. Signal six is their, um, like warm up. signal six, the way Sean explains is more of a shotgun approach right here. Just do these motions, hold them for these isometric times. And, you know, generally you're going to kind of cover all bases where square one is, is a uh, sniper rifle, yep. right? Okay. We're going very specific. Now we're going to look and, and assess every little joint, every action that it relates to gate, which is the only, so far that I found um, kind of neuro or rehab or whatever you want to call it um, path that addresses gate addresses the gate pattern, which I find is very interesting since, you know, gate pattern is so important to us and, and brain function and just everything we do. So square one's a game changer and I, I highly recommend to everyone. Same. And I will agree with you where I never had the signal or I never had square one. I had, the, I did the signal six course, did it to myself. Same thing. I'm like, okay, don't know what, the fuck I just did. But when I did this C curve, when I went through all of the movements, like, and I stood up and I did the three squats, like they said, it's like, holy cow, that was a little bit easier. And I did it again. It's just like, all right, I don't know what I just did. Um, Nando, I already wrote it down that we'll get him on the, the show here soon. Um, John, yeah. how does this, in your opinion, compare to RPR? Cause I know you've used both and I've used both on myself and like, yeah. So RPR before it was RPR, it was Douglas Heel. Um, yep, be activated. Be activated. That stuff is kind of what when when that started coming out. When I started learning about that, I think that was 2015. That's what really led me down this this just path of looking into alternative shit. Um, people have unfortunately given RPR Douglas Heel stuff sometimes in our industry a bad name because it doesn't work or it doesn't stick. But for me, 
it, it's just a tool and maybe it just wasn't the right tool for that fucking problem. And it, it, it does work when you find it and it does work. It, it, it's a great tool, but it's just a tool. It's not a, it's not the end all be all. And sometimes it's been marketed as an end all be all. I've heard some tales. Um, and sometimes, you know, people try to use it for that, but it's, it's an awesome tool. Um, RPR is, is different. RPR addresses more, um, I, I well, I guess Douglas Heels, and I'm not. I never took well, a Douglas Heels. They, they bastardized it. They bastardized it because they changed I, it. Yeah, they it did afterwards because it was yeah. originally getting. Re, it was go get reset from somebody, and then it turned into oh, we don't teach you to touch people, but that's what Douglas was teaching people. That's what they were teaching people in the early days. Well, yeah. So for me, when I was trying to study, what what is this? What is our be activated? Like, what are these points? You know, uh, and I have no idea. I've never spoken with Douglas. I don't know anything about. It. Douglas personally, um, but they resemble Chapman's reflexes. So anyone interested in Chapman's reflexes, look it up. You can find pictures all over Google of Chapman's reflex points and their points related to uh, muscles um, that, uh, I don't know, Chapman, this guy Chapman found. But what that led me to then is applied kinesiology and then touch for health. All right, now what is this shit? And why are they using Chapman's reflexes and stuff? And so that's a whole branch of again, different type of things. Um, that's, that's very helpful. And it's a great, great tool that, uh, I've studied and, and looked into. They use a little more, it's a little more uh, based off of Chinese medicine, but, uh, uh applied kinesiology is, is from George Goodhart and, and, and what the 1950s and sixties up in Detroit. Uh, and it uses, it's awesome. It's a lot of energetic stuff. And, um, again, it's all good stuff and it, it's it's uh relatively non-invasive in things yeah it's gotten bastardized into other things and i get it you know some coaches can't put their hands on athletes so i think maybe that's why they're teaching it hands-free um and i don't think it works as good hands-free i believe in the power of touch and energetic and, and transfer of energy from a from one person to another um but i i still i do think it's great um it, it's all great stuff and it's a great tool for the toolbox Hundred percent agree. And you started talking about um, hands-on and Chinese medicine, and it made me think about um, Wudango and how Mike will talk about you know there's yin and yang and yin and yang. Mm -hmm. He'll he'll say it, but how he can treat different things on the channel can help things in the channel. Um, yeah. Is this with the brain in the right hemisphere, left hemisphere? Is it like that? Am I just swing and miss? Mm -hmm. What do you what? Swing and miss. It's all good. I, I still love you. Um, right, no, they're, they're different. Mike, Mike has gone far deeper down the Chinese, um, studying Chinese medicine and stuff than, than I have. But no, that's this is more related to energetic and meridian lines and stuff, um, and, and uh, uh, which is related to organs and related to muscles and related to times of day and, and things like that. So Mike can speak far greater than what I, I've learned with that. But Touch for Health does use the meridian lines um to, to either uh, turn on a point or, or if it's too, like a fuse box, if it's got too much power going to it to, to calm a point. Uh, so they have different techniques for that. You know, acupressure. Like I can't use acupuncture, so acupressure is just using your hands. Um, and and uh, again, the neuro stuff, uh, as far as right and left hemisphere, is a bit different. Um, you know, again, my, my education in that comes from functional neurology and from uh, neurological development with Dr. Malilo. Um, when you were talking about the sensitivity to the feet, is that why, and I forget the organization that put it out, but the neuro balls that people yeah. will use or the rock mats? Oh, hell yeah, dude. So there is so much, uh, 
sensitivity and proprioceptors and ectoceptors and and uh, down at the bottom of the feet uh, that go have a direct connection to the brain. And so part of proprioception is you can, you can break it down into uh, conscious and unconscious proprioception. And part of that is tactile sensitivity, right? Part of proprioception is to be able to feel where your body is, right? And 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 so. Uh, we roll out, we have, I have a bucket full of neuro spike balls, um, that we use that make everyone to roll out their feet, roll out their hands. Cause those are yeah. from a developmental standpoint to the most sensitive and, and important things. So, um, we start with that. That's why we use that. But you'll also find, um, with, with athletes that have, again, let's just say con- chronic right ankle sprains or left ankles or whatever foot issues that if you do some proprioceptive tests, um, like a two point discrimination test or a, a two point toe touch test that they can't feel it or they don't know where you're touching on their feet. Um, so we do again, a good bit of proprioceptive because that is the base of the pyramid. Uh, and when I say pyramid, I'm talking the, the pyramid of learning that was developed by a couple of educational psychologists, Williams and Schnellenberg, uh, that one of the base, uh, about right above primitive reflexes is, is, is proprioception and, and tactile sensitivity is part of that. And so, you know, uh, for instance, a sign that someone has uh, some tactile issues is they have very sensitive, they're very ticklish or kids always wearing fucking Crocs. Uh, I can't tell you. I don't know if there's a correlation. This is just in my head, but kids that always wear Crocs are the kids that have the most fucked up feet. Um, yeah, I thought wearing Crocs all, was good for you. I just bought a pair. I'm all excited. Like, nah, bro. Um, no, uh, you, anything in posturology, Dr. Brico, uh, the founder of posturology, who's from France, who's an orthopedic surgeon, uh, they studied and found that anything over two millimeters off the ground disrupts the information from your feet to your brain. Um, so that's one of the most important uh, why I'm a, a bit of a shoe Nazi with my family. We only wear like minimalist shoes or we're barefoot um, all the time. Uh, and, and so my athletes, that's one of the reasons, one, one of the many reasons why we take our, our, our shoes off in our uh, facility. My, my adults, I make them take their shoes off, uh, their socks off if they're willing some adults are embarrassed by their feet, so they'll take the socks off. But um, yeah, take care, take care of the feet. It has a huge, profound effect on the posture of their pelvis, the posture of their jaw, uh, the eyes, right? So the eyes, um, you know, the theory is uh, the, the, a lot of people think the eyes are meant for seeing. Well, we can survive without our eyes. Um, the eyes are meant to really find the horizon, right? The problem is uh, you can't shoot a cannon out of a canoe. So if we have un- unstable feet or uneven feet, that's not going to stabilize the eyes. And so that's where we get a lot of the people with the uh, convergence issues tying it back to that. So one of the first things we do in posturology is stabilizing the feet. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. Why don't you celebrate by watching more videos just like it? You can also help us on our quest to placate the algorithm gods by liking, sharing, subscribing, and commenting. Thank you.